The sounds of spring surrounded me as I sat on the ornate stone bench. Its cool, smooth surface was soothing, no matter how long I sat there. This bench, this place, was somewhere I visited a lot. Even though my seat was made of stone, I still found it comfortable and familiar, like a broken-in couch or recliner. Surrounding me on all sides were several young trees, just starting to bloom. Birds at play were singing and bouncing from branch to branch around me, enjoying the warmth of the sun. On the bench next to me was the black-and-white swirled stone that had summoned me to the cryo-trials. I had left it here at my parents' graves after one of my visits. Only here did I feel the strength to think about what might lie ahead for me and the others at the trials. My hometown of Mount Vernon, the place I had fled from after the earthquake so many years ago with my Aunt Cora, had once again become our residence. But I didn't feel at home here, not at all. The closest I got to feeling a sense of home was sitting here in front of my parents' graves in the Mount Vernon Cemetery. Some might think it was morbid that I would feel so at ease and at peace here in a cemetery, but to me it was a place where I could escape everything, all of the thoughts and pressures of my new life. No talk of seekers trying to kill me, no meeting about the trials that I would soon have to endure, and no thinking about my eventual death because of my great final sacrifice. Also, here I wasn't the fourth Thusian, the one who had to lead the three other chosen Thusians against the three seekers in a battle to the death. This had become my only safe place, my time out, my refuge. Nobody ever bothered me here. They just let me be, and that's how I liked it. This time away allowed me to clear my head and only think about things that I wanted to, with no interruption. I looked back, and Cora was still sitting in her truck, waiting like she always did. The first couple of times I came by myself, driving my dad's old Bronco, but Cora insisted that she drive me here no matter how long I wanted to stay. So this had become our routine most days. My stomach began to rumble. The lunch Cora had packed was calling to me. But before I would eat anything, I wanted to talk a little more with my parents. Talking to them as if they were here with me helped me to focus my thoughts. Hi, Mom. Dad. The other families that have loved ones buried here planted trees kind of like the one by your headstones. It's really starting to look beautiful. Not a place of misery and death, but more a place of celebration. Some people have even put in decorative paths and flower beds, I said. I paused as I searched for words to explain how I was feeling. I opened the bag sitting on the bench next to me, and retrieved my gourmet sandwich, since I was starting to feel a little sick. I took a bite and continued. I don't know if I can do what is asked of me. Cora says that you both are with me always, and will be with me every step of the way. But sometimes I feel so alone. Helpless, you know? Like no one in the world understands me. 
I let out a grief-stricken sigh, taking another bite. I miss you both. I wish you were here. I feel like my soul is lost. I'm being pulled in every direction. I'm still not too sure about going away to Vanderbilt for college, either. What if the Seekers follow me there? The life of a Thusian is hard enough, but now being part of the Four makes it seem like everything is too much for me to handle, and now I have to go prove myself at some stupid trial and... I put my sandwich down and lifted my hands to my face. I could ramble on about this for hours, but it wouldn't change a thing.